Well, 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 welcome. <laughs> well, <laughs> this could well. have been the stupidest idea we ever did, Bob, but we did it. We're the greatest. Uh, we we are uh, we are in Philadelphia here on the Salem Bob Show. Yes. Uh, we thought we'd come out here to uh, see what the big cheesesteak factory here in Philadelphia is all about. So we went to, we're actually at a park. Like, we're just sitting on benches. <laughs> we're outside. People are looking at us like we're, you know, the jerky boys or something out here doing something or... Uh, or those uh, uh, the Impractical Joker guys or something. We look like those guys. Yeah, but we're funny. But we're in Philadelphia. You just heard a, uh, a crazy song, a one-hit wonder called Making It. Uh, and the reason I picked this song, Bob, is uh, they're making us some cheesesteaks right now. <laughs> you're going to go over to Gino's. It. I'm going to go to Pat's. Those are the two famous steakhouses that uh, food shows have made famous. Um, everybody knows about this history of the Philadelphia cheesesteak. They serve them all over the place. Yes, yeah. But uh, Pat's and Gino's, those yeah. are the two famous ones. They're they're very, very close to each other. And people have been arguing for years about these two cheesesteaks places. It, it's a lot like the Lafayette American Coney Island. Yes, debate. very similar to our situation. Our Good call. Hometown yep. of Motown, right? And yeah, absolutely. So if you go to if you go to Gino's regularly, you know you you live and die with Gino's. And if you go to Pat's, same thing. So yes. you're going to go to Gino's. I am. And you're going to get a an original Philly cheesesteak. I'm going to go to Pat's. We're going to bring them back here across the street uh, to this little. I don't know what we got a, a bench and a little table. Yeah, it's not much here, but it's uh, it's uh, kind of a we're, park. We're going to eat those cheesesteaks. Yeah, and we're going to eat those cheesesteaks, and we're going to. Uh, we're gonna just have a good time. That's what we're right, doing, man. Here. Uh, yeah, in the city of brotherly love. We're in the, it's windy as heck out it here is. today. <laughs> we picked the so wrong. We day are. Here. Yeah, we're we're doing this, man. Now, some of our listeners from Ireland and and all over the world, uh, there's two cheesesteak places in Philadelphia that are that are history, and that the one is Geno's and one is Pat's. Pat King uh, of Steaks was founded by Pat. Oliveri in the 1930. Pat had a modest hot dog stand at the base of the famous Italian market in South Philadelphia. I mean, there's Italians all over the place here, Bob. As yeah. you know, we're right near the Italian, kind of the Italian village or Italian street of Philadelphia. Uh, one day, uh, Pat decided to have something quite different for lunch, so he sent for some chopped meat instead of the hot dog for the, from the butcher shop. He cooked the meat on, on his hot dog grill, placed the meat onto an Italian roll, Dressed it with some onions. Just as he went to take a bite, a cab driver who ate a hot dog every day asked what he had there. Pat said that it was his lunch. The cabbie insisted that Pat makes him one as well. And obviously, the rest is history, as you say. So that's a huge industry. Yeah, so that's Pat's. Philadelphia. Uh, And then there's Geno's, which is right down the street. Uh, Well, at least about Geno's. That's all I read. Really, no. Geno's was founded by one of Philly's own. Joey Vento in 1966. So 36-some uh, years later. Eh, okay. uh, the man had two boxes of steaks, a few hot dogs, and $6 in his pocket when he turned on the grills at 9th and Passionk. I hope I'm saying that right. Neighbor, neighboring joints predicted he'd last six months tops. Joey didn't listen. He stuck to what he knew, and what he knew was steaks. Joey learned the ropes working in his old man's steak shop in the 40s. It was in that kitchen that Joey mastered cooking a steak to mouth-watering perfection and grilling an onion so it had just enough bite. So, And that's how Geno's was born in 1966. That's great history, man. They've been fighting business uh, forever, ever since. But uh, obviously both places do very, 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 very well. Yeah, they do very well. And here we are, a couple of mooks from Detroit coming to Philly. And all this history with these these, uh, steakhouse joints. 
and we're going to take a couple of bites and uh, pronounce a winner, right? <laughs> we're going to try. You All know? right. I mean, I, obviously, it would. It would it, we might have to cut these in half, and maybe I'll give you half of Pat's. And yeah, then we well, can try both of them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, let's 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 do it that way. That's you know, the only way, really, probably the to... way to do it. Okay. So we're gonna do that, and what we'll do is we're gonna obviously we're having our show here, and then we're gonna have Nate kind of cut us off, and we're gonna enjoy our steak sandwiches. Then yes. we'll come back to do the final results. Great before idea. We send you off. Um, the one hit wonder you heard was making it. Uh, we I'm thought we'd just tie that and making it, making a cheesesteak. We don't know where to go. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're idiots. It's, we're, it's windy. We're in a park. Yeah. And it's uh, 52 degrees. <laughs> this was a song written uh, and performed by David Naughton. You remember him? Uh, I Bob? do. He was the Dr. Pepper guy. Yes. And the American Werewolf in London That's guy. That's very correct. And uh, what else? he did something else, too. I can't remember the... I don't know, but yeah, he well maybe this song, which makes no sense. I mean, he was an actor. It's unbelievable. I mean, this song was just the video is just. I e- emailed you the video last week, and it was so seventies. It was nineteen seventy nine, as I recall, and we, you you, sh- you showed me the video, and it was it was just so nineteen seventies, where he just comes out on stage, and he's just he's got like forty seconds. Of instrumental before there's any lyrics, so he's just dancing around like yeah, a fool. Yeah, looked really stupid. For 40, it's so, it's but so back awkward. then he was a heartthrob, you know. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a heartthrob. But you look at the audience, and they they look like they've all been given a Percocet. <laughs> you know, they look. Yeah, like they, they were just sitting there match. like they were. Yeah, they were waiting for Bob Barker to come out or something. <laughs> um, but we, we always find this out about these uh, these really bad one hit wonders that are just horrible songs. You know, whatever, just. Cheesy lyrics and stuff, but then we find out <laughs> that the that the, uh, the 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 people that wrote them have huge other hits. Like uh, Freddie Perrin and Dino Fakaris wrote "Making It," but they also are responsible for Gloria Gaynor's number one hit "I Will Survive." Wow. Okay. And Peaches and Herb's number five hit "Shake Your Groove Thing." Shake your groove thing. And number thing, one hit yeah, "Reunited." Yeah. Oh my lord! Yes. That's like a. Wow, so, that's the uh, the uh, writing, quad profession. Yeah. That, wow, that's okay. So they they were disco era uh, yeah. songwriters, and they made a boatload of money on that. Yep. that good for them. Uh, the I song, remember all those songs. Yeah, the song. Yeah, th- those songs were all oh, those other songs. I used to love Reunited. I will you? survive. Remember the I last episode survive. we did? Oh, as um, long as I know. We were uh, where the heck were we? Well, we were talking about Tony Clifton. Yeah, uh, <laughs> were, were we in? Uh, were we in we, Detroit? No. Yeah, yeah, we were. We were at Volari. We were at Volari yeah. in Wixom, uh, in yep. our hometown, before we uh, came out here. And I was talking about my love of uh, Andy Kaufman and uh, <laughs> and Tony Clifton, and that was one of Tony Clifton's signature songs. But he sang it. He didn't say "I will survive." He said, "I will survive." <laughs> it was it was so awful and so awkward. Oh but I loved every second of it. The song also appeared on the soundtrack of the comedy film Meatballs. In 1975. Oh, yes. It was also featured in the comedy film Detroit Rock City in 1999, as well as episodes of the television series Cold Case and Fame, if you remember that show. I do remember that show. I like that movie, too. Remember Irene Cara? Yeah. She was, uh, I don't know what happened to her. Well, you know, I mean, she she was a a successful singer and actress, and she was just gorgeous. Yep. Uh, I think she was, uh, was she Puerto Rican? Uh, I don't know what her nationality was, but she was just unbelievable. No, I used to, I used to actually watch that show. I used to yeah, love that show. Great show. And it also appeared in two, 2017. This song appeared in a television commercial for Subway. 
promoting an autumn carved turkey sandwich. Early pressings of this record stated that it was from the television ah, series. Of making the, same the name. sandwich. Later pressings stated it was from the comedy film Meatball starring Bill Murray. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's a horrible song, but it made a lot of money. It went to number five on the United States top 100. And uh, I saw a picture of uh, David Naughton. I looked him up. I always like to see what these people look like today. And yeah. You know, he looks just he looks like he's in his sixties. He looks like a you yeah, know. Yeah, I think what they say, sixty-five coach or, or sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, uh, so, you know, no criticism, but uh, no. I mean, hey, we know, all just, age, man. Yeah, we all, we all age. You know, so uh, good for him, man. He made his money, and he's probably still sitting on that money. You know. Uh, let's hope so. The Dr. Pepper <laughs> money. Let's hope it's still rolling and, uh, in. So, we are in Philadelphia. Have you been treated? I haven't been rude. Nobody's been rude. I'm no, afraid I'm not... to talk to anybody, though. <laughs> I, I, well, look. I took my our... Tiger's hat on it, or <laughs> oh, off at the airport. Oh, that, was, like, that was a good move. Listen, I was here. Uh, I was here, and I'm going way back. This is 96-97 when the Wings beat Philadelphia for the Stanley Cup, for our first cup in like 40 years or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Flyers. And uh, this was against the Legion of Doom. It was Lindros and uh, now why can't I remember the other two guys? But everybody thought that uh, the Wings were going to have a bad time, but they they just uh, took it to Philadelphia. They dominated. And I was here here in game two. Okay. And they did not like at all that I was from Detroit. No, and they, they let don't. me have it. But that they was like, they don't like anybody ago. if you're not from this area. No, they booed Santa Claus. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They booed Santa. You know the legendary thing about uh, they probably Santa booed Cl- the Pope in this freaking town. <laughs> anybody who's not from Philly, they're going to boo it. And you got to kind of love that. They're so insular. They're so about themselves. Yeah. I wonder if they like each other though. Maybe we should ask that. <sighs> I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I mean, my Uber driver was an asshole. I mean. <laughs> He, he was an asshole. Let's be honest about I it. Gave him a the, one rating. Yeah, you know, if if you're a two rating uh, Uber driver in this town, you're a hero. <laughs> in Philly, a two is good. Yeah. Everywhere else in the world, four point eight. You you know, you don't even go if it's four point five in Philly. Yeah, hey, he's a two. This guy's a champ. <laughs> so well, here we feed, are. So we're feeding got- the birds. We're uh, we're just watching people go by here. Um, it's awesome. This is, this is a great day. It's about probably fifty-five degrees, so it's not bad. It's a little windy. Now we get—we don't know yes. what we're going to sound like. I guess Nate's going to have to do some some uh, gonna, good well, editing we, on this. We're not going to sound any worse. I mean, really, <laughs> you know. But but you know, I mean, we've we've been getting the looks. People have been walking by us now in any literally any other city. I would say anywhere from Detroit to New York to L.A. People are going to stop and go, "Hey, what are you guys up to?" These people are just walking by, like. What are you doing? Yeah, that, that, there's no questions. They're just giving us the stink eye. Well, I and I, I'm dressed like I am from Philadelphia because you know yeah. I like to wear my sweatshirts and you tiger hats and stuff. You got on. your suit on, I know. So it looks like you're an undercover cop, <laughs> and I'm getting busted in the city of Philadelphia for money laundering. So they're or hating on me a little more than you. Yeah, I think they're digging me because I look like more like them. Well, it's great to be here, Sal. I think it was a great idea. It was your idea to come to the city of brotherly love. We gotta love. change I think it up, man. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it was a great great move. Let's uh, let's go get our cheesesteaks. <laughs> I'm going to Gino's. I'm going to Pat's. Okay, and then we'll meet back here we'll in meet what? Back here. Make minutes? sure you get yours cut in half. And oh if yeah. That pisses them off. Just tell them not to do it. <laughs> I don't know if they like. To I'm going to tell that them here. diagonally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell them you want it in 20 pieces 
and just see the lobby beat the shit out of you. <laughs> All right, we'll meet back here in All 15. Right, we'll, we'll be back. All right, so here we are, Sally D, my partner, my friend, we in are. the city of brotherly love. And what Sal and Bob show Gotta would be mention. complete? What visit to Philly would be complete without <laughs> talking about the Italian stallion? Uh, it's It can't be not done. I mean, <laughs> there's no way. I mean, we're here. I would tell Nate to just delete the episode, <laughs> no matter just- if we talk to Gandhi. You know what I mean? <laughs> if we didn't talk about Rocky. <laughs> right. It's, it's not. It's not going to happen. No, you got. You got to talk about. And when you're in Philly, you got to talk about Rocky. You got to talk about the cheesesteaks. Uh, you got to talk about the Flyers. You got to talk about the Phillies. But but Rocky. I mean, it's so central to this city's heart and soul. Even though it was a Hollywood character, everybody here kind of feels it, right? And yeah. I feel. Yeah. I'm feeling it. It's weird, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to the steps. After I do. This. Yeah. We're gonna. You have told to- me the statue was taken down. Yeah, they took, they moved it. I don't know exactly they where they it? moved it, but yeah, they took it out of the uh, the central place that it was located at, at the top of the steps. So we're gonna uh, have to find that out. Jeez, man, that's so perfect. I wanted to run up there, except obviously it's gonna take me a while to run up them steps. Yeah, me too. Especially especially after we sample these cheesesteaks. <laughs> and uh, and let, let's say uh, we we've gotten the cheesesteaks. Yeah, we got them. We've given them to our producer Nate. and fellow comedian Nate Armbruster. He's going to do the solo cup thing where he's just going to swirl them around and yeah. <laughs> put them under cups, and we don't know which ones we're it's, getting. Yeah, it's going to be a blind taste test in this little park uh, where people are looking at us increasingly strangely, and uh, we're going to we're going to give the uh, we're going to give the verdict on who's the best. Is, yeah, is it and we know others. We know Chinos. the Food Network did this and other, but hey. I don't think a podcast has ever done this, so we're the first podcast. And to you do know this. what? I don't even care if they did. <laughs> Sal and Bob have never done it, and we're so social. We come to Philadelphia and we talk about everything. Whatever these other people, and who cares? It's Sal and Bob time, Absolutely. baby. Absolutely. So yeah, we're we're in Rocky Town, and uh, and and regular listeners of the show know that we love Rocky, especially one through three, because these are the movies where Mickey is always yelling at Rocky. We don't understand why. He loves him, but anyway. So um, we got a scene here, and this is I'm just going to quickly set it up. This is from Rocky 1, where uh, uh, Rocky has agreed to have Mickey train him after yep. that big argument they have you know, at Rocky's apartment yep. the night before. Love and, that scene. Yeah, too. it's great, isn't it? Uh, so iconic. And so, so now Mickey's training him, and, uh, and there's some girls that come up. In the middle of this, while Rocky's hitting the heavy bag, and Mickey lets him have it. And this is the first training scene, okay? So let's start. Rocky says, I ain't never had good footwork. Never mind footwork. If you can move and you can hit without breaking that string, you got balance. You become a very dangerous person. Hey, Rock, can you give us your autograph? Get out of here! Don't you interrupt me when I'm conducting business. Move your chicken asses out of here. And you, you leave that pet shop dame alone. Women weaken legs. Yeah, but I really like this girl, you know. Then let her train you. <laughs> scene. I don't know why, but yes, he's I yelling at him again. I love it. I love that scene. And the scene before that that you just referred to, uh, the apartment scene, I love that. I actually use that on dates. 
But I go because I live in a one bedroom apartment, and I've had some dates over, and they, <laughs> no. and and I've had a good time with somebody at my apartment, like you know, enjoying a bottle of wine and 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 watching Netflix or some shit. But then when they leave, just for shits and giggles, I act like Rocky, and I go, "Oh, you don't like this apartment? Well, get out of here, go!" You know, I just do that scene, and they're it's just nice like walking place. away, it going, stinks. "What the hell is? What the? I'm not seeing this guy again." So I've done that to plenty of fish uh, dates, and uh, so they've uh, they've. Deleted your profile oh, in yeah. their car. Yeah, they, on the way out of the parking lot. They, they just went out with Assange after that on OK Cupid. <laughs> but um, boom, boom. Yeah, Julian Assange, back. who is now uh, making all kinds of friends in the uh, justice system, on his way back <laughs> to the United States. So you wanna, you wanna take the cheesesteak challenge now? Uh, let's do. Want- let's do the cheesesteak. We're cheese so social. We're doing this yep. at a park. We're doing. Yeah, this is this is just like I mean. You know, we're going to be spilling shit all over the ground, but that's all right. Yeah, they got matter. birds around here. And, so know. Nathan, uh, our Nate. producer, Nate Armbrust, and by the way, follow Nate at Nate Comedy. Very funny comedian in his own right. He agreed to produce this nonsense for us. For what reason? I don't know. But he's also agreed to do the blind taste test, and I think it's timely. He's got, he's got two pieces of sandwich before Well, him. we're, we're going to eat the whole thing. We're going to eat, eat it, but we're going to eat both halves. You know. Yeah, you're gonna take you. You go ahead and take it first, okay? All right. So what we're gonna do is we're both gonna so we're not chewing on air. Yes. We're gonna both take our bites here, and then we'll be. I don't know if the if we're having wine out here, we don't get busted for this. Is it legal to drink wine on the? Yeah, you park know, I think I think in Philly, uh, legality is flexible. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think if you do if you have a Philly hat on while you're committing a crime, it's okay. Yeah, I wish I had. Um, anyway. What we're gonna we're gonna have the sandwiches. I love gonna... Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> Am I exempt now? <laughs> hey, they've got uh, what's his name, um, the baseball player now in Philly. They've got ah uh, oh, shit. He was on Washington last year. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They uh, got uh, Bryce Harper. Bryce the Harper, a hole in all of Bryce Harper. Sports. Yeah, he went to Philly and he's yeah. hit bombs all. And they've been he's booing got... him. Yeah, they had, well. Him. Then he hit a freaking five hundred foot home run and Philly started all over the okay. seats in the stands. So. <laughs> and we're talking fluids here. You might have to on cut that one out. Uh, you might have to cut that one out. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I got all right, this. so let's, all right. let's try the cheese steaks. Let's go. All right, let's go. We'll be right back. Okay, now we're back. We have sampled. Were we supposed to just take one bite? Because I ate both halves of you? my sandwiches. I did too. I shouldn't good say Lord, we sampled. Those were both good. They're, but by, for starters, they were both amazing. Yeah, they were both amazing. Absolutely both amazing. But uh, I, I've, do you want me to pick my, the one that I yeah, you go think ahead. is you the best go first. one? Yep. Um, it was the first one that Nate handed me. Uh-huh. I just felt like the steak was just a little more juicier and just easier to bite into. The steak was... Just a lot more fresher, and, and the cheese was just the way it, it culminated with both. I mean, I know I'm not sounding like a Food Network uh, guru here. Sorry, right. we're not on the but, Food uh, Network. But, <laughs> but uh, I felt like that first show. one he handed me was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. So that okay. uh, I picked the first one. We'll see. We'll, we'll ask him here in a minute after you tell us okay. which one. Okay, I'm going to go with the second one he handed me, because and, and this for the same reasons. The steak was a little juicier. Uh, the cheese was... Um, uh, it just it went well with the steak. Uh, there was light onions, 
Everything was great. Both of them were great. And I like the bun on, on mine, too. I, I, the bun uh, yeah, was really yeah. I mean, good that, on look, mine. If, if we only had one, both of them would be awesome. But I'm going to say the second one And it was, was my first one that he handed me. So Okay. Yeah. What do we got? So we, we both picked Geno. We, we both, both picked, picked Geno's. Wow. There you go. <laughs> the Sal and Bob steak contest has just been awarded to Geno's. Yeah. As we, did, we blindly went into it. We went Here. over there to get them. They wrapped them up for us. We didn't tell anybody what okay. we're doing. And we came across the street here. We're drinking some nice wine on the street. And uh, we just <laughs> tasted drinking the, wine uh, with their cheesesteak tonight? Steak and cheesesteaks. <laughs> and we both picked Geno's. And I tell you what, I loved both of them. But I did Geno's too. But had a little extra bite to it. Yeah, it just, yeah, that was it. It was just, uh, I don't know what, it was like all the ingredients came together just a little better. So, hey, nothing wrong with Pat's. I'd eat those all day oh long. Oh, my God, you kidding me? Was the Sal and Bob favorite? Yeah, that was great, man. Well, right. Thank you so much to both of the uh, both of these places for for letting us in. I mean, they didn't know who what we were doing, but still, yeah, I you know I had a tires hat on. They still served me, so <laughs> <laughs> they gave you a dirty look. So uh, anyway, we're here. We are. We're uh, uh, we're in Philadelphia. We just uh, we just had our cheesesteak sandwiches, and uh, Gino's was the winner. Gino's uh, won to the our, Sal and uh, Bob cheesesteak challenge. So yeah. congratulations, Gino's. And uh, we're sitting here uh, across the street from both of those places, and we're just having some wine, and we're outside, and people having are staring at us, and and, uh, we and we're staring back. Yet. We're uh, giving them the Detroit stare, <laughs> but uh, we're just having a good time here. I'm glad we came out. Uh, what do you want to talk about, man? What's what's going on? Any well, Philadelphia ties? To, did I tell you that this was the very first? So I grew up in upstate New York. I grew up in Binghamton, New York, which is about a six-hour drive to here, uh-huh. and I was in. Maybe I was probably 10 years old, and I had just started playing baseball, and our coach came up to us after one of the games. He says, we're all going to a, a Philadelphia Phillies game. This wow. is probably 19, 1977. Yeah. And uh, I came to Philadelphia to see my very first baseball game, and I saw Mike Schmidt at third base. Oh, man, and, you saw uh, one of the best. Yeah, I just remember I really liked him. I watched him play when I was uh, a Mets fan. Anyway, Philadelphia is uh, 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 true true to my heart because I'm a huge baseball fan, and, and this – Philadelphia Phillies was the first baseball game I ever saw, man. Yeah, so. well, I was, oddly enough, I mean, I was, I grew up in Detroit, so I was a Tigers fan, but I always liked Philly, too, and I, I'm not sure why that was. Maybe I just had this sort of inherent sense that it was kind of a gritty town, like yeah. the town we grew up in, and uh, and we just, I just saw, like, last week, uh, our pal Dave Landau yeah. and Anthony Cumia. It's the Great Anthony show. Cumia show featuring Dave Landau out of New York. So good. Uh, they just had Lenny Dykstra on. Oh my God! But, you yeah. know, and Lenny—I mean, he yeah. just—he just can't seem to stay the hell out of trouble. I no. don't know what it is with that guy. No, him and Jose Canseco should oh. hang out with each other. You know, and I mean, at least I don't know about Jose. Maybe he's kept a few bucks, but Lenny just—he's just his own worst enemy. But he's just—he's just this really nice guy, real talkative, fun guy to be around. But it, it got me thinking. Uh, about one of the times I was on the uh, Anthony Cumia show with Dave Landau, and that was with uh, Artie Lang. Oh, man. God. And Artie is just, if, if you've met Artie, he's just hes just one of the nicest, and I don't want to say the nicest entertainer, he's just one of the nicest people I've ever met. Just a real, you know, just a down-to-earth he's a comics guy. comic. Yeah, comics you know? comic and a nice person, and he just, he doesn't, you know, he never had a bad word to say about anybody. And he's kind of, you know, he's he's kind of down on his luck he's right now. Demons. And there was a video that came out today that you showed me, which sort of precipitated this conversation of him picking up trash as part of his sentencing yeah. for, you know, this uh, drug possession charge. Yep. 
And so I know that you've seen Artie. You you actually came to Philly. To well, see I've never him met time. him like you did. I, I wanted to, uh, and it just uh, Dave was actually going to get me on the show so that I could meet him. But then he didn't. He didn't last. You know. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he was he, having too yeah. many troubles. So then it just became the Anthony Camilla and Dave Landau show. So I never got to meet him. But I saw him uh, at, at a Philadelphia comedy club like ten years ago. Man, I was just you know kind of passing through. I was like a couple hours away from Philly. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to a comedy show and. He happened to be the headliner, and I, I, I've read his books. I'm, I'm a huge Artie Lang fan. Yeah, I really I. am. I mean, he's a funny, funny comic, and, um, but I've never met him, and, yeah. and uh, but, but you, I've seen him, and he's ho- just hopefully hilarious. Hopefully you will. We'll do that in New York. And, I hope so, uh, man. And I hope that, uh, you know, his He gets recent, clean. And- yeah, I hope his recent troubles are behind him because he's the kind of guy you just root for because he's, I mean, he's so, he's achingly funny. I mean, he's funny uh, in person and on stage, but- you know, anyway, best of luck uh, to you, Mr. Lang. Absolutely. One of the, uh, I've read both of his books. Um, one of the, speaking of baseball and, and me going to a Phillies game, my favorite part of his, uh, I believe it was his first book, he tells the story of his dad taking him to uh, the World Series game Who he for the adored. Yankees. Yeah, yeah, he adored his dad. His dad. And uh, I've seen the, you, you see the one where Reggie's r- running the bases yeah, you know, for his yeah. three home runs. Well, that night, the night they won that game and all mayhem br- broke, he, he got to go out on the field. Already land- and I've oh, seen did? images okay. of that. I didn't remember that. Because they the show point. it on ESPN. I mean, they show it all the time. Yeah. You know? And he's one of those people out on the, out on the field. Out, out on the field. And uh, he, he tells a story in the book, and it's just a great story. Just a, yeah. just a really cool story. So, anyway, yeah. We wish Artie Lang all the best of luck. Yes, man. we do. Oh, and, I hope he's listening, man. Yeah, I hope so too. And to uh, Anthony Cumia and to Dave Lando, continued success. Oh on my your God, show. those guys are great, man. Hope to see you guys soon. Absolutely, man. Um, what else is going on? Anything else at? Uh Lori Laughlin's going to jail. Yeah, we, we, we always talk about Lori Laughlin. Like, every single episode, she's doing something stupid. Um, I don't know what she's done this week. I, don't, I think everything's still kind of in the balance because of court dates and stuff. But Yeah, I but think. But we, uh, we, for our listeners, our regular listeners, we're going to talk about Lori Laughlin every week. <laughs> this is, we, we both fly a lot. Did you hear about this story real quick? Before? I think we kind of wrap up here pretty soon because uh, – I don't know. People are really starting. I think people are expecting <laughs> us to blow fire out of our ass here in a minute. Do you have a tip jar on the ground, Bob? What's no, going but on? I Why do are blow people fire gather- out of my ass at, uh, Why are at the people top getting- of the hour? People are gathering around us like we're going to put on a show. Yeah. Maybe we, we should. Yeah, we should um, wrap it up here. But did you no, go ahead with this thing. The, the, I, the I Delta Airlines about. and Coca-Cola thought this was a good idea. In this day and age of the Me Too movement and, and you can't, you know, Joe Biden touching everybody and their brother. <laughs> what? <laughs> how, can, how can Delta and Coca-Cola think this is a good idea? The napkins that you get on the airplanes, they decided to put... Uh, area on there for um, your phone number, yeah. and you're supposed to pass it to your plane crush, somebody oh, yeah. that you would want to get their number <laughs> on the plane. Yeah, you, people you hand love it that. to them, or you tell the, the flight attendant to give it to her. I, how did the, and I, they, I they, don't people know. thought it was creepy, and people wrote about it on Twitter and online, and they had to pull the plug on that. But how did they think that was going to be a good idea? I don't know. You know, I mean, uh, Coca Cola spends a ridiculous amount of money on advertising every year. I think they have. One of the top five ad budgets of any American company. And, I mean, bad ideas, you know, there's, there's never a limit to them, right? People come up with them all the time. Can you imagine sitting in your seat on a plane and you get a napkin? Hey, what's your number? And you turn around and it's some 65-year-old dude 
You know, and he's winking at you like, okay, why why is my airline subjecting me to this? Who, yeah. Who thought this was a good idea? Or, or, or you know, or just a, a really pretty married woman, you know, <laughs> well, and now she's I getting a napkin 30,000 feet in the air. Yeah. She she thought she was going to get groped on the subway. Now she's getting hit on, on in the air and dumped right. it. It's just a different kind of tube. Yeah, I mean, what? I, I don't know. But, I um, don't get how that was. That even made it past the boardroom or the marketing department. I think the idea is that hey, man, we just got to be you know the happening product, and we got to bring people together. We got to talk about what's hip and what's now. Uh, but they forgot that people don't want to be touched on the subway. They don't want to be bothered in an airplane. They just, in fact, I mean, even, I mean, we fly so much. I mean, I, I just pray for an aisle seat and an empty seat next to me. Oh, that's the only thing. You, I'm yeah. not there to make friends, man. I'm going, I'm going to Iowa to do four shows. Yeah. You know, Friday, Saturday. I, I don't need to know the life history of a grain salesman you know, who's going home for the first <laughs> oh, time. I know. He's got, I, I hate that. I, I, we might have to do a wine list about that someday. But, but yeah, I just didn't understand this Delta Airlines promotion. I wanted to bring it up on the air. And then uh, before we get out of here, one more thing, because I, I, I don't know if you use this, but did you hear about the Trivago guy got arrested? Yes, yes. For, I think he was drunk driving. And yeah. <laughs> he I was not... sleeping on the highway. and I'm going to say this. Can I say this now? I called this guy out six years ago. I've been busting on this creeper on Twitter and Facebook, and everybody thought that I was being a jerk because I thought how creepy he was. I used to say things like, uh, you know, the Trivago guy can't wait to get home to untie the uh, three women that are, you know, in his basement. I mean, this guy, he just looked like he woke up from a huge drunk, right? Yeah. So now they caught him. Tell the story. He was asleep. He, he was like he was like in the middle lane of traffic. So he wasn't like off the shoulder. On I don't know where he's from. Where's he? Where, where's he live? Houston. He's in Houston. He's in Houston. Yeah. So he's in Houston. He's passed out on the on the on the road, but he's yeah. not passed out on the shoulder. He's Just passed out road. in the middle, like the middle. If there's five lanes on a Houston Expressway, he's in the middle lane. Great. Passed out. Great yeah, idea. that's safe. Yeah. You know. So they finally. You know, finally, you know, the cops pull him over, find out he's he's completely wasted, and he he, and he just, had his foot on the brake. I read yeah, his foot his foot on the brake, and I mean, <laughs> yeah. he had to pay a hundred dollars bondsman. But I don't understand. That was why. it. That's all you pay in Texas for being drunk in the middle of a freeway. I I don't know why he didn't search Trivago for a better bondsman. He could have got one for eighty nine dollars on Trivago. <laughs> oh man! Well, his mugshot. What I wish I thought I'm was hilarious. To tell that one all day. His uh, mugshot looks better than he does on the commercials. He's only got like a five o'clock shadow on the mugshot in the commercials. The guy looks like he just woke up from a five day bender. So I hope, I hope him and the my pillow guy spend the rest of their lives in prison. <laughs> Next to Lori Laughlin. <laughs> Next to Lori. I didn't do it. <laughs> well, this has been fun, man. This we're, has been a great episode, man. We're just Philly. so we'll wrap up here. We're in Philadelphia. We just had the greatest cheesesteak sandwiches we've ever had. Geno's won that contest. Yes, they did. We, uh, you heard making it at the beginning of the of the episode, but we're going to take you out with some Philadelphia freedom, man. Yeah, from, uh, my uh, my favorite. Elton just a great John. tune. Yeah, it's not a one hit wonder. Man. Elton John's wow. bigger than life, but it's such a cool song. We're going to take you out with that. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Sound Bob Show. You got anything, brother? I don't, brother, man. Brotherly Just, love, brother. I got brotherly love for you, Sal. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, this has been a fun time. We'll uh, we'll see you back home. Yeah, we'll see you back home. Thanks for thanks for listening.